Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warren-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on USA.live, MeWe Link, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, Linktree, and you can listen to listen and download our shows by going to warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers: Blueberry iHeartRadio, iTunes Players, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, Castbox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Body of Christ presses toward the prize. The born-again believer presses ahead, that is, to pursue, to follow, as in pursuit, where you are in a race to reach the end prize or mark, which is the high calling found in Christ Jesus. Also, living lights and looking for the day of God while living in a world of darkness. Living lights truly, as holy, upright, and those who walk in true godliness. We are looking for the day of God. And the resolute Christian amidst chaos finds a world of confusion greeting the faith which Jesus Christ demonstrated. Without such faith, we cannot please God. And don't miss Prophecy News, End of Day Gospel, Laodicean on Classic Warren Radio on warn-usa.com. End Day Gospel finds a roller coaster of troubles in these times of increased persecution of Christians worldwide can be traumatic for many. Even in America, the divide between people is chasms as big as the Grand Canyon. And also, Judgment and Glory, Isaiah's prophetic book, part 114, no, I'm sorry, part 14 on battle lines. It is everlasting and the wicked shall pass away, as will all the former things. This week we also find the Judgment along with glory as the Lord God delivers a devastating blow to pride and a conquering army. And check out The Rising, which is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. When he who opposes rises, believers overcome by faith, we introduce a former black ops sniper named Mac. He battles to survive the forces bent on destroying him. Having escaped death many times, he is now with his wife, Dorothy, who's also a former black ops. And you can find that book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Walmart, Angus and & Robertson, and many more. And the um, rising ebook can be found on Google Play. Be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com where you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature the rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warn Radio. 
on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, doing good. Here we are again. Yay! June 1st. No, 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 not so. I think that's wishful thinking on your part. Yeah, it's one one degree. Yeah, it's cold. I did I did think it was one below. But it is a heat wave at one degree because we yeah. were 15 or more below last yeah. night. We've had snow. Uh, wind, bitter cold wind. Yeah. Berber. But we're on the way up now. Yeah, we are. That's the way it is. Got to have a little bit of cold weather to remind you you had winter. And to be thankful. Yeah, thankful that it is going to be March. And we have a shelter out of the weather. Yeah. So at any rate... We are in Iran. Oh, I thought we were in China. On the upfront news. No. Okay. Sorry. Oh, we are. I forgot that one. Yeah. Okay. I put that up there. I remember now. Do you? Yeah, it's right there. I see it. I'm on it too. China's war with God in the Bible. This is absolutely unbelievable what they have done. And we knew this because this came out a long time ago. But yep, just recently, I remember. just recently got to the point to where they wanted to report it again that the Chinese Communist Party is going to rewrite the Bible. <laughs> Okay, well, let's see. Do we need to read any more? Well, the Chinese communists are atheists. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in religion. They're very good humanist, humanistics. They're very good at sayings that go back to Confucius and other things. Um, they're very good at perfecting those kind of things. They're very good at their cures and a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that the Chinese people can do. But when you talk about the Communist Party, they do not believe that God exists. And they have been making a war against God for some time now, an intense war because of Z. And uh, they have been, they've already succeeded in pretty much closing most of the churches. And the big ones have been closed. We've reported on those pastors and all their deacons and everything and where they wound up. They're still in prison. It's been some time. And so the person that actually brought this up again was Todd Nettleton of the Voice of the Martyrs. And uh, another good organization. Uh, the story here itself uh, comes out of CBN. And so they quoted Voice of the Martyrs. And uh, he's, he, ad he admits, he says, this, this project was announced in 2019. And they said it would be about a 10-year process. And he, he says that at the time, they mentioned that it would include uh, Confucian and Buddhist principles, among others. And this one would support the Communist Party. And, of course... Uh, when a pastor in China gets ready to preach, he has to preach about the Communist Party. And so, I'm not surprised. And, of course, he said 2019, that must have been the time that we heard about it, because this is not news. It doesn't surprise us. It really doesn't have much to do with anything, except... China wants to make war against God and since the Lord is big enough to take care of himself he will deal with it 
meanwhile, we have to make sure that we're supporting ministries that are getting the true Word of God into China. Now, if they can get the Word of God into North Korea, which they do, there's ministries that do that at a high cost. And I'm not talking money, I'm talking lives. It's a dangerous process. And it's the way it is. You have people that, and literally in other places, Afghanistan Tower. That's right. And, uh, you know, them trying to get a Bible or anything um, coming out of there, or or the Christians that are over there, they have to go at night in order to meet their contacts from across the border in the middle of the night with no lights. So they're not seen. Yeah or recognized and so this is this is the world of persecuted christians in a lot of places today Um, and the lord said this would happen we know that and living in america the way we do uh, you know tower would you say that we get a little bit spoiled oh definitely it's it's hard to believe when you really think about the difference between us and them and and um how many christians have more than one bible in their house and these people have maybe a bible for a hundred people or something and we have more in abundance and and the thing that i find i don't know it's not funny haha but These people that are trying to rewrite the Bible, they're going to be in for a big surprise because God's Word is written down in the pages of eternity they're and in they heaven. Are. And they can change it all they want here, but God's Word does not change. And what He... He's the same yesterday, today, tomorrow, and forever. And they can't change Him. And they're going to be in for a big surprise. And one of the things that they did, they talked about the, the uh, Jesus who meets with a woman caught in adultery. Of course, you know the really the really hypocritical thing about this is the Pharisees actually caught her in the act. And the thing of it is, you have one major question here. Well, how did the Pharisees know that that's what she was doing? Answer: Simple. The Pharisees knew about her all along. They didn't bother to do anything about That's it. That's right. And the only reason they brought it up was to catch the Lord. And so you have to look into these stories and really see them. And, of course, you know, the whole thing turned out to where the Lord wouldn't condemn her. He says, neither do I condemn you. Go now and leave your life. Because he tells the Pharisees, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. And, of course, if, if you're looking at the Chinese government or any communist government, they're going to rewrite the Bible. You can only imagine what they're going to say. So, um, instead of telling the woman, neither do I condemn you, go now and leave your life of sin. And, you know, many times the Lord, when he healed or spoke with someone, uh, he would always say, go and sin no more. And uh, the Chinese version says, when everyone went out, Jesus stoned the woman himself and said, I am also a sinner. What a pack of lies. Well, it's laughable. It is. You know, I mean, the only people that would believe that are the Chinese communists. Because they're so hard. But one day, They're going to understand that what they've been doing is wrong. And it may be an eternity where it's too late. And they'll spend their entire eternity mulling over in the lake of fire through intense pain and agony, their unbelief and hardness of heart. And so, you know, the purpose of this in the last days is to win people and to wake them up and and clearly there's been a lot of the enemy of the lord come to come to the lord and we've reported on it we've found the stories we found 
the incidents and uh, the miraculous. But, uh, you know, the Chinese Communist Party and this thing being news, it, it's not news, but yet uh, it came back up again because apparently it got out again what they were doing. Um, you know, it doesn't matter. It, it's no different than our country itself who pursues abortion and who plots evil. Right. And who says good is evil and evil is good. Folks, when you're talking about sin, there's a lot of different types of sin, and we are sinners. We must be redeemed through Christ, and that's the only way. And so there's, you know, the nations of men are not innocent. They're guilty. They stand before God guilty unless you have been born again. You are condemned already. So to find people that are in the Communist Party who have never believed, and they're condemned. They're cursed, in other words. That's really tragic. Yeah. And in order to be uncursed and to wake up, you need to be born again. So all of this stuff is, is, is one of those things that happens. That's where we're at. We're in the end of days. We're the, the Lord warned about the deceit of this age. And that's where we're at. And it's in the middle of deceit. So it's time to wake up. Church in America, you got to wake up. You don't have any excuse like this. You've known the truth. It's time to stand up. And I mean, all you big church pastors, you know, don't think because you're in a big comfy church that everything's hunky-dory. I know that you're busy, but you need to wake up. This whole country needs to wake up. The churches need to repent. The Laodicean church needs to uh, wake up. But if you're not going to wake up, the Lord has a way to wake you up. So, I mean, that's just about the way it goes. So, you know, we pray that you will repent. But even if you don't, guess what? The Lord is not going to let you go without first trying to wake you up. But he'll let you go if you want to continue in your persistence and your stubbornness. Just the way he'll allow China to do it. And while you're being ignorant and while you're trying to create a Bible that'll send everybody to hell, guess what? The Holy Spirit who is divine is moving throughout China and he is ministering to the Christians there. He is comforting them. He is convincing people of sin. And you're not going to stop God. So, you know, fighting God you know, really, Z, you're not as smart as you think you are, and neither is the Communist Party. That's right. Now, another one we're going to is Iran. Now, of course, this is a, this is a topic that you and I do not like. Absolutely not. It's horrible, horrifying. And we're not going to read the whole thing. We're going to talk about it. But we'll give you parts of this, and, and this, is, this story is from CBN. And, God, it's hard to believe that these people do this stuff. It is. Now, being says it's Iran, we know already that this is going to be about Islam. It's going to be about a husband who happened to be married to his 17-year-old wife. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I just can't imagine. You know, so when they uh, got married, you see, she was forced to marry him. And we see this a lot of time in in various countries. Yeah. Where the woman has no say-so, and in some cases, even as young as a seven- or an eight-year-old will be sold by the family because they need the money. And young girls are a prize in some of these places. And so they raise them up, either as a concubine, and almost invariably it's not going to go well. So she was forced to marry her cousin. When she was only 12. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine getting married at 12? <laughs> You're not ready for that, that's for sure. But you know, believe it or not, my mother 
had a friend, and I, and I knew the friend and her husband. They married when they were 14, and they stayed married all of their lives. That always amazed me. It is amazing. But see, this guy beat his wife, and she requested divorce. Nothing worked out. And they had a three-year-old son. And uh, she couldn't take it anymore, so she fled to, a, fled to Turkey and couldn't support herself. And so, of course, what did she do? Tried to get back to her family. They said she would be safe. She goes back. So this guy and his brother beheaded her. They had dumped her body, buried it. And he paraded her severed head around the streets. Oh, that now, is very disturbing. Now, see, for the life of me, I cannot see how a modern country can do that. I don't see how you can have... They're still in the Dark Ages. Yeah. Now, you know, they Iran has, has come out about this kind of behavior. And globally, if you have violence against women, it's a human rights violation. But Iran has a lot of those on its side. On its plate. Yeah, on its plate. Yeah, it's horrible. And, and they don't do anything about it. Because they don't have any protection for the female citizens. Well, you know, another thing I was surprised... You know, the law enforcement can break up Christian meetings and everything else. But under the clerical's regime uh, laws, the law enforcement cannot enter anyone's house, house in the case of a domestic violence against a woman. That's nuts. It is nuts. And so, you know, the bottom line of it is, is that there's these laws. And... Uh, you know, they give actually quarter to the husband that does this. He gets away with it. Yeah, they do nothing. And in 2019, there was up to 400. It was about 375 to 400 average in Iran in 2019. And, of course, because she was young, I, you know, I imagine, well, at any rate, she got killed. There was upper outrage. And uh, now there's a New York-based <laughs> Center for Human Rights uh, in Iran. And uh, this spokesman said the beheaded child bride might be alive today if Iran's government had enacted laws against the cruel practice of child marriage and protections against domestic violence. A human being was decapitated. Her head was displayed on the street and the killer was proud. That was uh, an Iranian daily newspaper. And, and this, this is... I'm glad to see these people that are outraged, but they need to do something about this yeah this is sad it's like because they don't do anything to the husband it's like what the article said it's like giving him a license to murder yeah well you know we're talking culture and in America we've been allowing a lot of people into our country free and it's the worst it's ever been in the history of of our country now the open border and we have more drugs flowing through we have more people coming across we have no idea if they're terrorists are we know very well they are because of the t uh, the reports coming out from the border the drugs are flowing over like water and so a raging river and what you have is different cultures coming in well, we know the problem with that because there was a young girl who had to flee her her family. Um, and this happened in America because of this kind of thing going on. They were going to kill her. 
and so you you have these these foreigners come here with their culture and this is all right here but they think they can go ahead and do things like this here we have people that come over here and there's been a lot of rapes and muggings and everything else over here and murders yeah and murders and uh, i remember one guy says well i can do this in my country well you're not in your country you know and so this is the issue you have no nation on earth has an open border except america driven by a foolish old president and a bunch of hungry ass liberal marxist uh, politicians in dc and nobody's going to do anything about it and nobody in america should have the right as a president or as a party to turn around and open up a border you're not protecting anybody matter of fact biden can be impeached on that but nobody is willing to do it but see the whole thing is a mess and so when we see this going on in Iran we look at America America has a lot of problems too and unless America gets its head out of the nether region uh, you know when we do the persecuted church we're going to start reporting more and more on America because we've been so foolish now the day America puts out a satanic Bible Oh, whoops. Yeah, this is leading into something. When I was a young lad, actually a, a teenager, little more than a teenager, I was working in the restaurant. And uh, I was cooking. I cooked all my life. Became a chef and a lot of other things. So it served me all my life. But this guy called himself Satan. And he had a satanic Bible. He carried it around. I have no idea where he got it. But he swore up and down he was Satan. He, he wasn't. He was demon filled. Yep. So these kind of Bibles are always around. There's all kinds of stuff around. And God gives you a choice. Too bad people make the wrong one. That's right. Sad. Now, you know, the thing, the next one is from Nigeria. And every time we do this, you know, Tower Today, there was another story on Nigeria in the news. That's, we're always, there's always going to be stories, and it showed, unfortunately. And it showed the, the Nigerian military, they had their commander, and they had his, whatever they were he was talking to. And immediately the whole thing came out, just like this one here, is that Nigeria, you know, has a lot of Christians in it has a lot of Muslims, but the Muslims are in power. When I first started tracking uh, some of the things with Nigeria, it was during Buhari, who was a Christian. And Boko Haram was just starting up then in, in the country. And he swore that he would take care of it. He didn't, but the Muslim got elected. He's been in there ever since. No, Jonathan Goodluck Johnson was the Christian. Yeah. And uh, the current one is Buhari. So at any rate, in this one, we're talking about a reverend or a pastor. And September of 2021. And this is in a portion of Nigeria in the northeastern. A man in the village who had recently left Islam killed a woman. While the man was not a practicing Christian, the extreme Muslims thought he was. And so they blamed Christian Christians for the murder. And so there was an uprising and the, some of the Christians had to flee. 
including the pastor or the reverend. And he had left. There was a Christian school there. And he felt the need to go back and protect the Christian school. And on his way back, he ran into a mob of Islamic radicals and they hacked him to death with machetes. Oh, dear God. And see, this is just the tip of the tentacle. And, you know, if it weren't for, for people like ICC, Persecution.com, International Christian Concern, and all these others who have boots on the ground, the Christians around the world in these areas would have no food, no help. They also give them a way to make a living. They can get them homes. There's a lot of things that are provided for them. And that's why we need, number one, America to have a revival of some kind. We need to have this country turned around. We need to get the Democrats that would want open border out of the White House. We need to change this country and get it out of the Soros control. And the reason we want that is to keep America going because if this nation goes down, there won't be anybody to support good organizations like Samaritan's Purse, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, uh, CBN, TBN, and many, many others. Because there's a lot of American support that, that does flow into the pockets of ICC and Barnabas Aid and a lot of others. And some of these are not based in America. They have, they have an address here, but they're not based here. These believers around the world, including the believers in North Korea and China both, there are ministries that depend on donation to buy the products and the things they need. Now we have another ministry that we know made up of ex-Muslims who are Christians. And the one thing they request is Bibles. All the time it's Bibles. And it's amazing where people want a Bible more than food to eat. That's amazing. It is amazing. Cause, and Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's true. It's our it, living bread of life. It, it is. And, you know, the thing of it is, is that we need to understand this. We need to wake up in this country. I should have said our spiritual bread of life. Well, you know, the spiritual affects the physical. It does. And our physical body needs healing. We go to our Father, who is a spirit, through the name of Yahshua, Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, who came down here in bodily form. Incarnate. God with us. And so, you know, this is the battle going on. So at any rate, remember China, remember North Korea, remember Nigeria. All these places, when we cover them, we encourage you to, number one, find you some organization that has boots on the ground, that is reliable, that's been doing it for a long time, and donate money to help them Help the people on the other side. Help our brothers and sisters. And pray for those brothers and sisters. Pray for these ministries. Pray for the workers that are out there, literally on the front lines. Because given the chance, somebody will want to kill them. There is a lot of people putting their lives on the line to help these brethren around the world. And I mean, there's a lot of organizations. And the devil would love to destroy uh, Great Britain. Uh, you know, and even over in Scotland, we find these ministries. In Ireland, we find these kind of ministries. 
We find them in America. We, we have them in Canada. We have humanitarian Christian organizations around the world that the devil would love to destroy their country and force it to where nobody can support these Christian organizations. We need to support these people with prayers and finances if possible. So, now, are you ready for yours? Yes. Okay. This is China's crushing freedom, freedoms and hopes, and this comes to us from persecution.org. While there are while there are those living in China, Russia, North Korea, Iran, and other nations who don't mind the system. In fact, these do well there by consenting to the regime and ignoring the abuses of their fellow countrymen and women. In fact, like some like Zhang Zan, who had hopes of living a free life and able to resist tyranny, have all, have all her hopes dashed. As of this report, she is still barely alive. While the Americans, this presidency, and American companies supported China in the Olympics, it covers the real aspect of who China is, a tyrannical regime in the shadow of male. We do not support this tyranny, and China is not our friend. That is a statement by the WIBR Warren Radio. So Zhang Zan is 38. She graduated from Southwestern University of Finance and Ex Economics with a master's degree in finance. She was once a lawyer until her license was stripped by the authorities. And in February of 2020, as a citizen journalist, she live-streamed the unfiltered situation in Wuhan and interviewed many locals. Three months later, she went missing. Then on December 28th, 2020, she was convicted of picking quarrels and provoking troubles by the court in Shanghai, where she was jailed for four years. She became the first person in China incarcerated for reporting on the pandemic. So in the months leading to her trial, she was forcibly fed by officials after she staged a hunger strike to protest her unfair detention. She was shackled and her hands were bound 24-7 for more than three months. And according to her lawyer, when she was brought before the court in December of 2020, her health condition had already worsened and she was too weak to stand on her own. She told her lawyers that during her detention, every day is tormenting. She feels exhausted both mentally and physically and she's only comforted by from praying and reciting verses from the Bible, quoting 1 Corinthians 10.13. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Her lawyers have tried to convince her to stop her hunger strikes because they're afraid she'll perish in jail. She insists on resisting evil and persecution until she can see the grand light one day. Her choice. She explained her choice by stating that she is not patriotic. She just wants to be a good Christian, although she says she fails miserably. I cannot take lies and deception, not to mention cohabitating with darkness. After I have been arrested, I can. I still pray often, praying for the redemption of those evil ones and sinners. And this is. Um, what she put on Twitter during the pand while she was covering the pandemic in Wuhan, she shared this this statement. I once thought that there must be some people who can escape from the framework of this system. Their lives and souls are spared from being crushed by their destiny in the years gone by. There must be someone who is lucky, and oh, how I wish to be some become that lucky one. But I just realized this socialist socialism system entangles everyone's fate. None of us can run away from it. We are merely maintaining the grandeur on the surface. That's sad. 
Well, it is, and I remember this because I was uh, researching all the Wuhan and and that, and there was one report that came out of China, and and that there's only one report that got out at the time, and and they quelched it so quickly we didn't even know who it was. Right. But that had to have been her at the time because she was there taking care of it on a live feed and uh, never heard nothing more. Mm-mm. So, uh, you know, you really got a amazing. It is. You know, now we we talk a lot about, you know, these things that are going on in the persecuted church. But Barnabas Aid ran a story that I was so glad to see. Because in Egypt, the cops, along with some of the other Christian denominations, and there's more than just cops there. But see, Christianity itself goes back to the time of the apostles. Literally. And they fail to get, you know, judgment. You know, when they get into the legal battles. Right. It always goes against them. And we find that in India and other places where Christians who go and try to get a court settlement are really, you know, discounted. Well, here came out the Egyptian president, Abdel Fattah al-Sisi. Now, I remember the al-Sisi has appointed a Christian judge, a Christian judge, (laughs) as president of the country's Supreme Constitutional Court. That's amazing. president. He's 65, and he's the first ever Christian to be appointed to the, uh, the position which effectively makes him Egypt's highest judge. That's amazing. Oh, it is. And I was so glad to see it, and I pray for his safety and his Amen. family. Amen. Amen. Because there's a lot of enemies over there. But you see, Egypt's had a lot of trouble over the years, and they've had, you know, uh, a little bit of a turn to. But, you know, Egypt's one of those countries that when we when we look at it, that, you know, th- this country can be reached. It really can. There, There's a history with that country. And to see this happen, I was glad because it just encourages my heart to see that. And, and we see these things happen. When you see stuff like this, this is not just happenstance. This is a thank God moment. That's right. So we praise the Lord for this and... It looks like he'll only be able to serve for five years. Because after at seventy, that um, there, it's mandatory that they retire. Well, the thing of it is, at least he can rule for five years. Yes. And he opens the way for others. That's right, and a lot of good decisions can be made so for I, the Christians. I, you know, the symbolism is what's important here. You know, because there was a time, you know, that, and there's still a lot of issues in Egypt, but uh, they have worked to try to take care of them. And, you know, years ago, we had a lot more stories coming out of Egypt than we do now. And so I'm so glad of this. Yes, amen. Now, we're up in Canada again, and I'm not talking about Uh, the politics up there but yet I am I wanted to bring to mind Archer Pawlowski whenever you talk about a ski that's Polish and there's one thing about Polish people they know what it's like you know when confronted by Nazis or communism. That's right. And he pastors what is called the Street Church in Alberta. And he's the one 
and I've seen him on TV when they carried him away. He drops to his knees. He won't <laughs> walk, and they have to drag him. And the people really get irritated at him because he takes to his knees, refuses to come along. And um, he recently got in trouble again because as soon as they let him out, and if they have any kind of a crackdown, he won't listen to them because he has a different view on it. Now, the thing that I have admiration for, for him, and I praise God for him, is that he was doing an Easter service. Now, I don't care if you don't think Easter is right. I know what the regular feasts are as well as, you know, any messianic or somebody else. But it's like this. He has a principle. He was having an Easter service. He had people in there. And so during that service, the public health officials and armed police entered the church. And the person writing the article say, says that Archer's uh, you know, behavior is the opposite of some of his closest pastor friends who obediently closed all their churches. Well, we have obedient pastors and churches in America, too. See, somewhere along the line, you got to make a stand and say, God has called me to do this. This is what I'm here to do. This is my time to preach, and I'm going to preach. I'm going to teach. I'm going to mingle with the people. We are going to have church. Period. And so this is his conversation. The people come in, and they want to close it. He says, please get out. Get out of this property immediately. <laughs> I don't want to hear a word. And all the time they're trying to talk to him. Out, out, out of this property immediately. You come back with a warrant. Out, 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 out. Immediately. <laughs> out of this property and don't come back. Out. I don't want to talk to you. Immediately. Not a word. I don't care what you have to say. Out, out, out. Out of this property, you Nazis. Out, out, out. Gestapo is not allowed in here. Immediately. Gestapo is not allowed in here. Do you understand English? Get out of this property. Out, out, out. Go. So go. Go, go. And don't come back without a warrant. Out, Nazi. Out. You understand? Nazis are not welcome here. Do not come back without a warrant. Nazis are not welcome here. Gestapo is not welcome here. Do not come back, you Nazi psychopaths. <laughs> now, see, he did this for three minutes. After three minutes of that, they left. That's good. But, see, unfortunately, he did wind up in prison because they did come back with a warrant. I saw him get arrested. And I didn't see many Canadian pastors get arrested, honestly. I saw one, Arthur. I didn't see anybody else. I cover the news. I get, I look through hundreds of titles every every day. It seems like thousands or ten thousands, but it's not that much. It used to, I used to really do a lot more than I do now, but I only saw one. It was this guy. May God keep him and his family, and may he be released to be the light and the voice of Canada. Amen. And devil, you get your hands off Arthur Pulowski in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I bind you from harassing this pastor and his family. Father, release this guy. Set your warrior angels round about him. Defend him in Jesus' name. I call out the police. I call out Canada. I call out Trudeau. You stop what you're doing. For the Lord God will bring judgment upon you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I stand in agreement with you.
I love that. Oh, I do too. I'm glad he stands up. Good for him. God bless him. Yep. He's one of those pastors you want to shake a hand with and give him a hug. Yeah. Thank God. And some of these pastors and, and workers overseas, they get me too. Because they're, they're working. They go out every day, you know. And we we talked about a pastor in India. And uh, he, he had been beaten. He belonged to a family of martyrs. And, uh, but when they called, you see, he always prayed for people for healing. And the reason they call is because when he prays for healing, people get healed. That's right. Well, one of the places he went to resulted in his death. He was very courageous. People like that are very courageous to keep going out. Yep. His wife begged him not to go, but he went anyway. Just a gut-wrenching thing. You know, we can't afford to have these good preachers, these Christian leaders, to get killed. When That's they get right. killed, who's going to take their place? And then I hear a little voice. The Spirit of God will raise up somebody. Amen. Because this is God's battle. The battle is the Lord's. Yes. Amen. Are you ready for yours? Yes, this is a Pakistan Miraculous Conversion. This comes to us from Mission Network News Online. This story is about 17-year-old Rahan, and of course his name's been changed. He worked at a roadside restaurant as a waiter. He would often work 12-hour days just trying to scrape enough money together to feed his family. And one day, a truck driver and an FMI partner, now FMI is Forgotten Missionaries International, they began visiting the restaurant, and um, Rahan noticed how well the man, Safdar, treated him, and and he asked him, how is your attitude towards a waiter so gentle? Have you joined some other sect than Islam? And Safdar gave him an audio Bible, and Rahan took it home and began listening. And um, when they met up again, Safdar suggested Rahan take off from his work and spend time together to answer his queries and questions at the FMI Discipleship Center. And he realized how much Jesus loves him. And he was baptized a couple months later. And he didn't stop there, though. He gathered his family together and told them as well. His parents were moved by the message, but still feared backlash from the tribal leaders. Nehemiah says when someone in Pakistan starts following Jesus, they often face persecution from their tribe and family. And so Nehemiah says he invited three FMI partners to help him share the gospel with the tribe. And one evening he gathered all the tribe's members under one big tent. First Rahan showed a video about um, a movie about Jesus. Then an FMI partner shared a 15-minute devotion about new hope in Christ. And that day a 17-year-old boy led his whole tribe to the Lord Jesus Christ. And they quit their regular practice of offering Muslim prayers. So that's really an exciting story. It is, and that just shows you how God moves. Yes, amen. You know, and CBN advertises on their stuff, and they said when people, Gordon. Um, Robertson? Yeah. Uh, said that when people hear the gospel in their own language, they respond. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Yeah. And see, God is moving. And in a, in a battle, you're going to have costs. So, we do have another one here, and we've got some time for this. This comes from Barnabas Fund. And, you know, we've reported in 
uh, in India about, well, many times. And it's not just happens in India. It happens just about any place where you find a Muslim majority or, like this, a Hindu majority. And when you have the minority Christians want to build a church, it's one of those things that's hard to do. And uh, one of them is, matter of fact, India, they used to have trouble. So a high court judge in India has refused to block the construction of a church in the Tamil Nadu state, noting the importance of religious tolerance. Can you believe that coming from a judge in India? That's pretty amazing. It is. When you hear all the stuff that comes out of there and the stuff that we've reported for years, now we've got, and this comes from a source, good source, Barnabas Fund, good people. And you look at it and you say, wow, that's amazing. How did that happen, you know? And uh, Paul Raj had urged Madras High Court to overturn the district official's order permitting the church to be built in a residential neighborhood of his village. He argued that he and his neighbors would be subject to regular nuisance, claiming that Christians use loudspeakers during prayers. And so the judge observed in his 10-page ruling delivered on January 10th that there's also a temple in that particular residential area. He pointed out that the Indian Constitution states that no citizen should be discriminated against on grounds of religion, race, caste, sex, or place of birth. Now that is amazing. It is amazing. You don't hear of that happening in India. No, you don't. And matter of fact, it, it comes to something that we've talked about before, the fact that where we find Christian persecution in their Constitution, it says that. That no citizen should be discriminated against because of religion, etc., etc. But yet they are. And Christians are killed. And so he goes on to say it's the duty of every citizen to promote harmony in the spirit of common brotherhood among all people of India, transcending religious, linguistic, regional, or sectional diversities. I love that judge. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. And he goes on even even deeper than that but the it's it's when you find a story like that coming out of india it's like did you guys just write fiction or is this really true it's amazing it is because you know while we don't get all the news i mean we've been doing this for a long time you know the wibr warren radio is going to be celebrating the 25th anniversary here pretty soon so that's 25 years that we've been, that we will eventually be there. But right now, we're definitely over two decades. So the bottom line of it is, when you look at that, and, and you think of all the stories we've done, it was always the opposite. Yes. And, you know, the only thing I say is the, is the prayers of the Christians and the prayers of, of the ministries and other people who are praying for India that something's beginning to take place. And it's also taken place in Egypt. I was just going to mention that. You've seen talked about two tonight. Yes. And uh, so when I found these two, I wanted to be sure to do them in the same broadcast. Because, and we're coming down so we don't have much time left. But Tower, these are both great stories. Oh, they are. It's amazing. Thank God for them. Thank God that we're seeing victories in the courts like this. Well, yeah. You know, and and in America, we would be like China or Russia or North Korea. Not as bad as North Korea, but our government, run by the Biden administration, have been making all these stupid illegal things. And if we hadn't have had laws and a Supreme Court and a Constitution, we wouldn't have won anything. We'd have been in a world of hurt, worse than we are now. Well, we're going to have to close, so... Okay. Well, good night, everybody. We thank you for joining us. We appreciate you being here. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for your prayers, and we pray for you, and please continue to pray for your brothers and sisters around the world. May God richly bless you and keep you. And look to him in all your troubles.
We love you. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Also, check out my book, The Rising, and it is in in the various ads on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, are, so check it out. It's a good book, and it concerns today. So until next time, shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.